Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a Hall of Fame financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. Today, we're talking about real estate investment trust. What is the deal with these things? And as a reward already, just for taking the time to check out the podcast, I'll let you know where we keep the notes. So if you're thinking about REITs, go to GregoryRicks.com slash podcast 08. With that said, let's jump into the REIT. Yeah, so we had a guy who called, wanted to remain anonymous. He was asking, what's Gregory's thoughts on a REIT, a real estate investment trust? Exactly. That's what a REIT is, is a real estate investment trust. So sometimes when we've talked about uh, using an IRA to buy real estate, we kind of say one of the better ways to do that is utilizing a real estate investment trust. Less is going to probably go wrong than you going and buying a house with your IRA money, renting it out, and your IRA has to be the one to hold the property, but it's not just any IRA account can do that. It needs to be self-directed, but that's a whole nother discussion. With that said, I don't like all REITs. I don't, I'll define them this way. You have tradable REITs and non-tradable REITs. For a company to qualify as a REIT has to meet certain regulatory guidelines. REITs often trade on major exchanges like other securities and provide investors with a liquid stake in real estate. But that's for the tradable REITs, meaning you can buy the REIT and you can sell the REIT at the market. But a lot of offerings are non-tradable REITs where they'll go in and guarantee you an income stream and their plan is to purchase you out of it, say, five years down the road or seven years down the road. But if things don't go well, they could stop income. The underlying value of the REIT can go down because they'll also have a option to that non-tradable REIT can be converted to a tradable REIT. So they'll have maybe the shares fixed at $10, and all of a sudden it goes public. So outstanding shares divided into the value of the holdings gives you your share price, and it's going to probably drop if it's undervalued or has lost money. And that happened to a lot of people in the real estate crisis. And if you're using a non-tradable REIT, I think the income should be paid out to you, not reinvested. Or, and say you did it with qualified money, I don't want those distributions reinvested in additional shares of the non-tradable REIT. I would rather that money go elsewhere in your IRA and do something different there. So there is risk to that. The values could go down. It may not be liquid. And that's something you have to understand because, you know, what's rule number three that I have? The return of your money is more important than the return on. What gets people on the non-trade worries, oh, it's a 6% income or dividend, or it's a 7%. Wow. You might even say that with 5%. Wow. But what is your exit? Can you get the money out on demand? And, and that's where, you know, read the material they're showing you. But I would rather deal with tradable that, I hey, I like that REIT. It makes money. It's consistent. You can look at its history and find out what's going on versus a non-tradable has that illiquid part to it. And it's kind of referred to as an alternative investment. And we kind of like to avoid those. 
All right, so more so than uh, many of the other financial questions we get, the focus that you have on REITs is the exit. That that is seem to be the first evaluation you have on it. Not how you get in it, not what the return is, not even what the details oh, are. Oh, you can get in them. Yeah, right. They're not slow Just on that one. The non-tradable means there's an exit problem. Well, you've heard some like worst case scenarios where you just can't get your money out. Oh, we've seen so many of them over the years in regard to they're not like an income or the income has stopped. You know, typically the plan for them is to be able to buy you out of your REIT and put you in another one. Back in, let's see, when did we last use those? Like maybe early 2000s, maybe it was right before 2000. Good ways back, we were using those as an income tool because of the amount of income they would pay out. You know, say it's 6 7 or 8% back then. It was a nice stream, and it was, you know, set up, say, for five years. And the one we were using back then that we liked was they were backed up by real estate that were used for post offices. So you could go back 20 years, and I'm pretty sure that's when it was, late 90s. You go back in the late 90s and think, gosh, that's pretty sound. Post office isn't going to go anywhere, is it? Mm-hmm. People are always going to have to send letters. Everybody's going to need to send letters, do their overnight through the post office, get their mail, send pictures. Yeah, and shipping. You know, it just that was the thing everybody does. And heck, back then, I went to the post office often, several times a week, in fact, and, and the clients as, as well. So that looked like a great tool to use and and it was but one of the cycles through that i realized that gosh this liquidation phase is taking longer than the previous time for the clients to get their money out and at that point i think there was like a year delay because what they're doing is is they're wanting to sell out the next but the problem is the real estate's not worth more it's worth less so they're having trouble with the portfolio, which creates a liquidation problem because they'd like to lick you, liquidate you out for more and you roll it over and do it again. What does that create? Fees every time. Matt Covington, you're going to be next up on Winning It Live with Gregory Ricks. My question is about real estate investment trust. I have a friend who is uh, at times a financial advisor and now he's uh, engaged with this organization that goes around and buys uh, depressed real estate in markets throughout the United States and then works to, you know, revitalize them, take advantage of uh, tax incentives, things along those lines. He basically is guaranteeing me, he says, a 7% plus rate of return year over year for four years. And the example he gave me was, you know, hey, give me 10 grand, I'll invest it in this fund. You know, you'll make $750 a year after that investment. We'll just roll your yield back into the fund and you know hopefully within three to four years we'll be turning around and writing you a check back for ten thousand dollars and uh from that point on everything is just going to be gravy so i'm wondering hopefully. you know this, this he used the word too, hopefully hopefully yeah, this good to be true to me it sounds like a non-tradable REIT and yeah if everything goes well you're getting earnings you're having those reinvested in and hopefully everything goes well and basically they're buying you out cashing you out to 
do it again and create the fees and the turnover. When those don't go well, you're sitting for a while without your money, and they might even stop the interest payments that you're redepositing for more shares that hopefully you'll get out. And then what happens from that point? At some point, it beca- it's going to go to a market security, and then – It'll be traded on the market for its true value, which usually when that happens, a lot of times it's less than what you put in. We've seen so many of these over the past decade since the Great Recession that all these didn't work out well. The last time I used a non-tradable REIT was back in the late 90s, and we were doing that with clients, and it was basically backed with post offices, and I didn't like the feeling I was getting back then. So we unwound that for clients and haven't done non-tradable REITs since. So just make sure you're clear on the risks that involve, because the hopefully thing kind of told me everything I needed to know there. Rule number three, Gregory. The return of your money is more important than the return on your money. Ask that question. Right. Does that help you out, Matt? It does, and then I guess my follow-up question is: Are are REITs a, a new thing? I'm, I haven't traditionally, you know, followed that. I, I have a traditional four hundred one k through work that has been, you know, doing well for me. I've done a couple of little real estate deals here and there where I've made a little bit of cash, which is just sitting in the bank right now. Is it is it a smart or a wise move to diversify into things like REITs? That and, is called. And I'll give you a couple of rules here, Matt. It's, you know, it's kind of, you know, if, if you if you get knocked out in an accident, you bang your head real hard, and you're unconscious, and you see the light. You see the light in the distance, and people say, run away from the light. Don't run towards that light. Also, if somebody uh, tried to put me in a reet, I'm, I'm running the other way. That's how I personally feel about them. They're an alternative investment. I'll give you another clue. We don't, in my firm, I'm a money manager, we do not get involved with non-tradable REITs with clients' money. That's my Thank take you. on how we view things. That's all I needed to hear. Okay, good luck to you. But I do have a day job that goes with that. I'm a financial advisor, money manager, IRA, Sherpa, in a sense, help people with all these types of questions regarding the required minimum distributions, how to handle rollovers, how to set it up, how to grow it. Where are you on your financial path? Do you know where you're headed? How is it going to look when you get there? What is your risk number? My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks & Associates, W.J. Blanchard Law, LLC, J. Heath & Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only 
only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks.